Voice of St. Louis original podcast. Let's start the week off right with all the latest information you need to know from across the region. This is the St. Louis All Local. Today is Monday, November 20th, 1120. I'm Michael Calhoun, our top local story. Some familiar faces return to the Redbirds. A couple former Cardinals are returning to the organization. Pitcher Lance Lynn has reportedly agreed to a one-year contract as he returns to a club that he won 72 games for between 2011 and 2017. Last year, he split time between the White Sox and the Dodgers. The team also brings back Daniel Descalso, but as the team's bench coach. Descalso played for the club from 2010 to 2016. Last year, he was a special assistant to baseball operations for the NL champion Arizona Diamondbacks. Joe McEwing has been reassigned and will now serve as a special assistant to President of Baseball Operations John Mosellock. Matt Pauley, KMOX Sports. A KMOX follow-up. Last week, KMOX broke the news that the city of St. Louis failed to properly submit paperwork necessary to collect the sales tax on recreational marijuana. Now we're learning the city is expected to miss out on about $500,000, half a million dollars in revenue because of that. Alder woman Kara Spencer says it's incredibly disappointing. We obviously need every cent we can get. Um, and, you know, this is just a really, really unfortunate the city was supposed to begin collecting sales tax revenue on recreational marijuana beginning in October, but now we'll have to wait until January. More shocks coming from Silicon Valley after last week's earthquake at OpenAI. Microsoft wasted no time in snagging St. Louisan and Burroughs graduate Sam Altman after he was shockingly fired as CEO of ChatGPT creator OpenAI. CBS News tech contributor Ian Shear. We already had questions about whether or not AI was going to be built in a responsible way, not to mention how it was going to impact our work and our lives and everything else. Now there's this extra question mark over who's going to be the one who's making decisions as it's being built at one of the biggest startups doing it. A homeless camp moved 50 yards from a previously cleared location to a new one that's visible from the Polar Express train. It's not the camp that's now set up outside the old municipal courts building, but instead the one next to the pier, which used to host the Admiral along the river. Alderwoman Alicia Sanye says this camp is another example of homeless camps that will continue to form, whether or not they're intentionally set up by the city. We keep seeing over and over again is that when you shut down an unintentional encampment in one place, eventually another unintentional encampment just takes place but it might be at the building over or might be you know but usually it's like within 100 200 feet within the same distance the camp which was set up underneath the pavilion at the pier was decommissioned this past spring Sean Malone, KMOX News. St. Louis University says it's making an investment in brain power as it works to help St. Louis become a leader in geospatial science. The first round of hires will focus on core geospatial science and related disciplines, including family and community medicine, aviation science, aerospace and mechanical engineering, computer science, and public health. SLU plans to add 20 new faculty members over the next three years in collaboration with the Taylor Geospatial Institute. The institute is a consortium of research institutes the university says the new faculty members will be part of an effort to boost research, innovation, and create the next generation of talent. Megan Lynch, KMOX News. There's no presidential debate planned at Washington University again this coming year. The Commission on Presidential Debates has announced Texas State University, Virginia State University, and the University of Utah as presidential debate host sites and Lafayette College in Pennsylvania to host a vice presidential debate. Still in question, though, is whether the Republican nominee will participate. The current law is a complete ban. No exceptions for rape or incest, criminal penalties for women, criminal penalties for doctors. 
It's the strictest abortion law in the country. And Republican Jamie Corley wants to see that law changed. She started a signature gathering campaign to amend the Missouri Constitution. Her initiative would ensure access to abortion in the first 12 weeks of pregnancy with extended exceptions for rape, incest, fatal fetal abnormalities as well. The new law would eliminate criminal and civil penalties for women and doctors who obtain or provide abortion care. 170 signatures are needed. 170,000 signatures are needed from Missouri voters by May of 2024 to get the measure on the ballot. Missouri state treasurer has voted down in his effort to disinvest the state's pension plan from China. On a voice vote last week, the 11-member board of the Missouri State Employees Retirement System rejected state treasurer Vivek Malik's call to punish China for COVID-19, spy balloons, and the fentanyl crisis by pulling its pension investments. China has become a bad investment in recent years as its economy suffers from deflation, low population growth, and an overbuilt housing market, Malik said in an interview with the Missouri Independent. He also said China's threatening posture towards Taiwan and friendship with Russia makes investments there a bad choice. Senate Minority Leader John Rizzo voted against divestment, saying, quote, it was clearly being done for political reasons. Debbie Monterey, KMOX News. The ring camera could be of good use this holiday and otherwise through the St. Charles Community Camera Program. It works with home surveillance to help investigators receive video of crimes quickly. Police spokesman Barry Bale says those who register the cameras are not putting their information at risk. It does not give us access to cameras. It doesn't give us access to their uh, resources. It just lets us know that they're willing to help us in the event uh, that there is an investigation. Parents and educators may be struggling with how to talk about the ongoing conflict in Israel and Gaza with the children they know. In response, the St. Louis Kaplan-Feldman Holocaust Museum is hosting workshops to help adults communicate in crisis. And I think it is about, you know, what are the questions that you have? What are you concerned or frightful of? And how do we walk towards it together? That we're going to explore it together. Museum Director of Education Helen Turner tells KMOX adults and children both need to be mindful of how much information on the Israel-Hamas war they're getting from social media and be sure to take breaks. The KMOX Business Desk, the developer tackling downtown's massive Jefferson Arms building on Tucker, is suing a contractor it claims skipped out on fire and utilities work. The Business Journal reports Altera Worldwide is suing Cardinal Infrastructure St. Louis Solutions in St. Louis County Circuit Court. Altera claims it paid Cardinal $131,000 but $95,000 worth of the work was never completed. Well, as we continue on KMOX, the drama continues to mount when it comes to OpenAI. You probably know them by the name of their major product, ChatGPT. Joining us now is CBS News tech contributor Ian Shear to bring us up to date on uh, the firing of Sam Altman, the weekend negotiations to bring him back, his new job at Microsoft, the massive numbers of people at OpenAI who are saying they're going to quit as a result of this. And of course, we're watching this in St. Louis because Sam Altman, the former CEO of OpenAI, is a St. Louis native. So what is the latest? What's the most important uh, thing that we need to know right now about this? Well, can you hear the Game of Thrones theme song in the background as we're talking <laughs> because oh my gosh <laughs> i haven't i mean i've been covering the tech world for well over a decade and i've been covering the business world for longer i have not seen stuff like this in a long time and currently at the moment it seems as though sam altman has a job which he did not have at the end of friday by the way um so friday he gets fired uh the board of directors of OpenAI, whose job is to make sure the CEO is doing his job um, and fired him, said that he had been not communicating forthright with them. And usually when a company fires someone on a Friday in the afternoon before Thanksgiving, 
there's something really serious that they're trying to cover up. And so every tech, every tech reporter I know was on the phone. Every, every public, I mean, they all did such an amazing job. And it turns out that it doesn't seem like there was much of any reason, right? They, it was like bad personality mix or something. And so by the end of the weekend, Sam Altman was in negotiations with OpenAI, which I have to remind you is one of the top startups in the world right now, right? And he's in negotiations with them for the board to be fired, him to become CEO again, and then a new board to be put in place. And it all just sounds so, I mean, it's, it's Hunger Games meets Game of Thrones and Machiavelli. It's, it's incredible. Um, and so now it seems he's working for Microsoft at the moment. It seems that a number of OpenAI employees are rather upset by everything, shock, and they really like him because he's a Steve Jobs-like figure of AI, right? He's not as popular a name um, outside of maybe St. Louis <laughs> and the tech world, but because of that, there's a lot of people who want to work for him still, and um, it may be that OpenAI as a startup is kind of not toast, but you know, starting to, to burn a little. And, you know, in St. Louis, we follow the likes of uh, Jack Dorsey, the late Bob Lee, Sam Altman, the yep. folks who've come out of here and gone on to Silicon Valley. Uh, but, you know, what's what's curious about this is that we still don't really know what the issue was, that he wasn't forthright, no. but about what? Was it about, I've seen some speculation that it might be an advancement with um, artificial general intelligence. He wanted to do one thing. The board wanted to do a different thing with it. Could that be it? Or yeah. could there be something else? Or do we just not know? So reading the tea leaves which is never the, the answer to everything, right? We learned this when we were trying to, to do this during the Cold War, and we were trying to learn what the Kremlin was doing by reading tea leaves, and we were always wrong. But reading the tea leaves, I would say that the thing that seems to be the problem is that OpenAI is a weird company. And the reason I say that is that it's a, it was a startup that was started as a nonprofit. Okay. And their mission as a nonprofit was to make sure that artificial intelligence was created in a meaningful and responsible way. But in the last couple of years, it has turned into a for-profit, raising billions of dollars in part because it costs a lot of money to make this stuff, right? Like not just because you have to hire expensive engineers and everything, but you need a lot of computer power. And because of that, Microsoft and other companies have stepped in given it billions of dollars in investment. And now it seems as though the board of directors did not agree with Sam Altman about turning this into like the next big tech company. And that I think is where the disconnect was. Now, if I'm playing the armchair quarterback for a second, I can't believe that people who are sitting on the top of a rocket ship about to take off are now questioning whether or not the rocket ship should exist and how, but this is, I mean, that's one of the silly things about business sometimes is that you get into these situations and really smart people do really dumb stuff sometimes. One of the big questions still out there, 667 of the 770 total employees at OpenAI have uh, right. signed a letter uh, that criticizes the board, says bring Sam back, says your actions to the board have made it obvious that you are incapable of overseeing OpenAI. Uh, I don't think that firm can stand to lose 667 out of 770 employees. I think that when this is all over, there is going to be an amazing 
business school white paper case on this, because what ultimately appears to be happening is that Microsoft has already hired Sam Altman and several of the people who left in protest when he left. And I have a feeling that in the end, Microsoft's going to own basically everything OpenAI does, and they won't have had to pay practically anything for it. And that is like the true sad part of all of this is that the investors and the people who are at OpenAI are going to kind of end up losing big time because of this crazy decision the board made. It'll never it'll never really make sense to me. We'll continue our conversation with CBS News tech consultant Ian Shear coming up at 550 and we'll talk about where artificial intelligence stands today generally. As we continue on KMOX, let's jump back in with CBS News tech contributor Ian Shear. We were talking earlier about OpenAI and St. Louis native CEO Sam Altman getting booted earlier, but why are the stakes so high when it comes to artificial intelligence? One of the things that a lot of people are always concerned about right now is what is the future of AI and its impact on us, right? And the, the potential for that Terminator music and Arnold Schwarzenegger's voice in the background. And the one thing I, I keep reminding people is that I'm really surprised and impressed so far with how the government's been handling us. I know nobody's used to hearing that. So you're like, well, who is this crazy person saying that? The White House has already put in place rules that are using existing laws to make sure that AI is handled as a national security issue. And they're requiring that AI companies above a certain size have to disclose how they're building the technology, what they're building, how they're, they're, it's responding to it, and essentially making sure that something crazy doesn't happen as they're trying to build their companies. And I think that that, above anything, right? I, I'm not saying it's all going to be great, right? I don't know what the future is going to hold because none of us do. But I will say that unlike the way that the government handled Uber and Airbnb and how they ran roughshod over all of the local uh, old governments and everything, I feel like at least this time around, there's a lot of responsibility being handled around how serious an issue this might become. Yeah, I think a lot of people expected the first drama uh, regarding major, you know, uh, uh, attention-occupying drama uh, out of artificial intelligence to be about the technology itself and the effects that it yes. has, maybe the jobs <laughs> that it takes, not necessarily the CEO of one of the leading companies, and is he in or out? Uh, I, I would never have, I mean, honestly, if you had told me on Friday morning before he was fired that this was going to happen, I would have thought that you were joking with me. And I would have been like, okay, this is a crank call. There's no way. Like, it just does not make sense. But that's, that's part of, look, the reality is that the tech world is weird. It always has been. And business in general is weird. And it can turn into this stuff. I think what's important and why everyone should even be caring about this, because at the end of the day, who cares about a billionaire losing his job and then getting a job somewhere else? Like, honestly. But the thing is that's important is that we're talking about artificial intelligence is primed to really remake our economy. And I know that's a lot of things to say, and that means a lot. And it's also kind of like a lot to hear. But the way that researchers have been thinking about artificial intelligence, and I'm not talking about Arnold Schwarzenegger and Terminator music. I'm talking about just the impacts it can have on small businesses, on medium businesses, how much it can accelerate a lot of the way we work, and also the impacts it could have on jobs. 
this is a very important thing. And the thing is, we want to know who's in charge and who's making decisions about how this goes, because it's going to matter. Right? They're going to make decisions about privacy, about which kind of startups they're going to steamroll, about how they're going to make sure that this is equitable or not and how we all interact with it. And having the CEO suddenly replaced throws a lot of those questions into the air. Thank you for joining us. You can subscribe and stay up to date automatically by finding St. Louis All Local on your favorite podcast app.